You're listening to the Platte River Bard. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard. This is Chris Berger. And I'm Sherry Berger. And today we are here with some of the Florentine players with Florence Community Theater, and specifically with Eric Green and Nate Hunziker. Welcome to our little program, the Platte River Bard. Thank you very much, guys, for coming to talk with us today. Uh, Thank you for having us. (laughs) Thank you. Excellent, excellent. Uh, now, of course, you are specifically here to talk about one of your upcoming productions. Now you are dead. But before we get to that, <laughs> which it sounds awesome, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Green, you are said director and adaptor, one of the adaptors of, uh, of this project. Tell us a little bit about what was involved putting this together and your sort of involvement with the Florentine players. Absolutely. Uh, well, I've been a uh, longtime Florentine player. Uh, what feels like a long time. I know some others would would say I'm just a whippersnapper of 13 years. <laughs> oh, my, uh, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I've kind of been all over the place in Florence. I've been, you know, in shows, I've directed shows, I've written some shows. Uh, this would be the first one that I've actually kind of brought and adapted. Mm. Uh as far as as far as that goes with with that uh i guess the little story of how i brought this to florence uh this was originally a show uh that i did a couple years ago i'd say probably up to like eight years ago now uh with a group that was in uh the blue barn uh in omaha uh, known as the witching hour uh which again those four original uh writers basically were all members of that group and we would perform shows in the evening Uh, and this was kind of one of the shows that they did, um, which, uh, this was kind of my intro to that group because I was, I was all about the interactive fiction kind of stories. Uh, you know, the stories that are legally distinct, uh, where you can, uh, choose your own, uh, adventure. Uh, but basically, uh, it was, it was (laughs) just kind of a thing that I, I brought to the group in Florence and I said, you know, Hey, we can do this. And they decided, well, you can. You just got to maybe ch- change some of the language. Uh, and that's yes. where the uh, adaption kicked in. Excellent. Fine. Excellent, excellent. Um, so, Amir, gosh, Amir, Amir, 13 years. Gosh, she just. It, it really flew by. <laughs> wow. It absolutely did. <laughs> now, gosh, Nate, it's 13 years. Now, you've been around for a little bit. Uh, with the Florentine players, uh, gosh, maybe not thirteen years, although uh, <laughs> My, minus ten from those. Minus okay. 10, but that's three all right. <laughs> but you made it a bunch that's of stuff okay. in that three years. That's, I mean, that's, oh yeah, that's great. You always need new people. That's all right, but no, but mm. you've been going, you've been going sort of big time since you've been there, and and been doing a bunch of stuff. We've we've seen you a few times. I'm pretty sure yes i think so too so most likely yeah so you're in this production do you want to talk a little bit about what you had to do to learn this this uh role and and what you'll be doing okay (laughs) so how big uh, how big was the script that they handed you for this the script is a hundred and 
120 around that pages, 120 pages. With, and I counted, Eric. I have almost uh, 400 lines myself Ooh, that oh I my have gosh. to remember for this show. And the fun part about it is that it's not, you know, sequential. No, nothing happens one after another. Like, we can go just different like routes in the play so yeah. i have to remember it in that way as well those lines and how they fit yes okay yeah. yeah so okay so let's get to this then this is a okay so you okay now you are dead that is the name of this production which is a great name pick your own play a adventure. pick your own play adventure what so you're talking about lines that you may not even have to deliver that you need to memorize depending on what the audience does apparently. So how does I, I know how this works because I know what this is getting at, but everybody may not know this because I grew up reading these books. Um, and so and this is a thing. So what is a pick yeah. your own play adventure? Why is this different from every other play that you've seen? Uh, well, I can take that. Uh, basically, the the way that this show works is, uh, you know, you're presented with a situation. Uh, the easiest way to kind of explain it is is kind of doing a quick summary of the opening. You basically uh, wake up. Uh, there is a narrator that basically kind of is the avid, you know, kind of talks to the audience and is essentially kind of reading the story for them. Uh, and... Uh, you know, at certain moments in the show, you will hear a ding, which basically means it's now time for the audience to make a choice. Uh, each of the audience members are basically given a voting paddle, uh, for lack of a better term. One side is white, one side is black. And so the narrator will basically say, if you want to do this, hold up the white side of the paddle. If you want to do this, hold up the black side of the paddle. Uh, and then depending kind of on a majority vote... Uh, we will the uh, narrator will basically take that choice and then we'll move further down that side of the branch. Um, okay. So and and these decisions are can seem trivial at the time of literally do you answer a phone or not, uh, or they could be very extreme uh, in you know doing doing things you know do you stay and fight or do you run away? Right. Um, yeah. Sure. So, and again, uh, it, all of that has a reaction and a scene. Now, maybe that scene was the wrong decision. You die, and then what we'll do is reverse you back to the previous decision no! and move you forward. So you so, all, so uh, the audience can make the wrong decision and literally bring absolutely. the story to an end, but they get a reset. <laughs> There, there are some that are quick resets where we just take you back to the last choice, and some are deaths that basically will stop that story. Uh, we'll take an intermission, and then we'll go down a different branch for the night. So uh, the audience each night sees about three-fourths of the show. Uh, we, we have like four major branches, sure. and each night the audience will go down a different branch. But even mm -hmm. within those branches, uh, there is stuff that you won't see that evening. Uh, so definitely, uh, it, more so than any other, we do encourage the audience to come uh, multiple nights yeah. uh, to see something because the show will be different uh, every night. Oh, neat! I was wondering if Nate has, you know, from a, as a business major, I have to wonder after taking <laughs> lots of stats classes if you've sat down to to uh, to do the odds on what 
lines that you'll have to remember and which ones you won't. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> That's probably what I would do if somebody handed me what are the a odds? script that was that big. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. no I'm not going to take that chance, you know, <laughs> in case that one option is chosen. Right. It's like, oh, no. Exactly. <laughs> have you guys, uh, as far as rehearsal goes, um, have you guys sort of had uh, like a little uh, test audience and then uh, as you run through the show or uh, a person representing a test audience and just say, uh, choose that, choose that, choose that. And just and just start randomly choosing stuff just to rehearse through specific scenes or. Um, I've I've kind of been modifying that. Uh, obviously, in the, the early stages, we kind of didn't pick choices. We just kind of said we're going to run everything to get blocking down right so everybody right. knew at least once what they were doing sure uh then that kind of modified into i'm going to pick the most wrong decisions possible <laughs> so we're doing the most scenes in one run oh sure, uh, okay and then it kind of modified to i literally just pull up uh, a dice roller <laughs> okay and sure. so just made random chance happen yeah uh and uh, we had one night where our uh, light and sound person uh, was there, and I basically let them pick, uh, having not seen the script before. Oh, cool! Uh, because and and I wanted them to see the show because obviously, uh, light and sound are going to have to have their their head on a swivel due to the unique nature, so they're not yeah. really going to be able to kind of sit and enjoy as much. Uh, no. So it was kind of letting them see how the show was. So <laughs> wow, it's a lot like D and D. That's awesome. Very much. It's yeah. The, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, as far as the whole trend towards uh, interactive theater and uh, getting the audience involved, this is this is super mm-hmm. super neat and one of the most sort of quote unquote interactive things I've ever seen. They, the audience literally gets to choose what Nate gets to do. you are you are you are putting the power in their hands date Uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) and nate's kind of not the only one uh because nate nate has a i guess for lack of a better term uh uh companion uh through all of the branches as well uh played uh by sarah shides uh And uh, she kind of is at the whim of the audience as well because she's kind of what I call a Schrodinger's girl (laughs) because at any one time she could be four separate things at once and they are very unique things. Uh, So, uh, and she's pretty much on stage about as much as Nate is uh, with with the lines. So, uh, respect to her. Yeah. We we were able to meet with her. Yes. The last time we podcasted. Uh, so. Yeah, I think it, yeah, it was yeah. the last time. Yeah. So, so what did you do, Nate, to to memorize all four hundred lines? How how did that go? Like, what was your process? <laughs> God, to, uh, to learn those. Let's see. Yeah, no problem. Flashcards. What helped me the best <laughs> was two things. One, thinking it of it as like four different plays. I'm not sure why, but that helped rather than just like one big book that I memorize each page of, I split it up into four different plays as in the four different branches. branches, I also had an app that would just uh, be like a computer generated voice that, you know, you could just type the lines or, you know, import into from a PDF into the app. Oh yeah. And they would read the lines to me 
and I'd be like, okay. And then when it's my turn, I would, you know, say my lines. Oh, so that helped me memorize idea. a lot. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. That's a really great idea. Yeah. So how long did that take? Uh, oh yeah, oh. Uh, still doing it today. <laughs> yeah. And then, there's, and then there's that. That's all right. <laughs> That's a hey. You know, as long as it's there before the curtain goes up, right. And it comes out of your mouth. You have mm-hmm. five more days, Good, sir. Man. Oh yeah. It's like over a hundred hours. <laughs> You'll be fine. You always know it better oh, yeah. than you think oh, you yeah. do. Yeah. You always know it better than you think you do. Absolutely. <laughs> it's true <laughs> i know George, so i was getting nervous <laughs> so is this one of those um shows that florence is doing that are you having food and stuff beforehand or how are you working the oh, tickets yeah. uh, i believe the kitchen will be open uh right. during that as always our bars open at intermission uh as well uh i don't think we're necessarily bringing anything in i think a lot of that's just getting served in uh I've heard rumors, so I don't want to set up too much expectation, but I have heard uh, that meatballs uh, will be served, uh, which does kind of relate to the show somewhat. Uh, Okay, all right. So so we have kind of that going on. So I I have heard that, you know, that, you know, so it won't be like big stuff, but it'll be kind of snacks and things of that nature. Okay. but yeah. yeah. So this <laughs> says on it that it's not suitable for children. Um, so you're recommending 13 and oh, up. Yes. Do you want to make any comments about that? <laughs> I, I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, so while yes, uh, we did tone it down from the 11 o'clock show. There is still a lot of references. Sure. Uh, to sure. things that are definitely not for the kids. Okay. Um, and enough. also, you know, comical violence. You know, you kind of want to watch mm. watch that if if you're not there. Fair enough. Uh, we we do talk about you know torture. We do talk about things of that nature. So okay. we just wanted to make sure all of that. Again, I don't think we 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 don't push the envelope too heavily. Uh, Nate Nate shaking his head no. Uh, but <laughs> but there are some things that I I would be a little worried if you bought it like a six year old too. Okay, you might have to answer a lot more questions than you're comfortable. Right. With. Fair enough. <laughs> Maybe a little too early for some questions. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> well, and I know, Eric, you're really involved in Big Canvas. And I know yeah. you've done a lot of comedy. I know you've won a lot of awards as mm-hmm. well for that. This is really perfect and up your alley. How did it come about that, yeah, that you decided is... to get this script? And I mean, I know Tracy is also part of this as well. And I know she's yeah, she's she... also very well renowned in improv. But... Well, yeah, absolutely. And and Tracy is also a, a big part of the Florentine Players as well. Yes. So yeah. uh, she's actually the one that brought me in uh, to the Players uh, a long time ago. So, um yeah, no, uh, as far as bringing the script in, uh, I just kind of, it was one of those things where Florence is very much a, uh, if you've ever gone to a melodrama or anything like that, you definitely know how interactive the audience can be, uh, even when, you know, we encourage it, but we don't, you know, say you have to have a point. So now it's just kind of giving them the wheels. Uh, so I just felt like this was a, a perfect fit for Florence yeah. uh, and, and getting those getting the audience, uh, you know, back in and kind of enjoying it. Also, uh, you know, a relatively small cast, which is a thing you always have to be cognizant of in, in times like these. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, again, the cast is, for that 123 pages, the cast is all but five people. 
Um, okay. So you kind of have to uh, okay. manage that. So so it was just it was kind of it was it was par for the course. And again, this is this has been an idea that I've been wanting to do uh, for a while, even from the last time I did this with the uh, the witching hour. So. Yeah. So Nate, you've done a few things at Lawrence. So what? How did you get into theater? Okay, so uh, <laughs> I first started theater when I was basically in kindergarten. I was oh. a little fox <laughs> and like a uh, little Wizard of Oz kind of play. So luckily, my family inducted me to theater early, so I got over stage fright pretty quick. Yeah. And uh, I did theater all through high school. I stopped in college. I did more music-related things. And then I moved to Omaha for a career. Mm-hmm. And then my first show was actually with the Circle Theater, The oh. Hobbit. Oh, okay. I was one of the dwarves. Yeah. Yep. And then one of the actors there introduced me to the Florentine Players. And the first show I did with the Florentine Players, and I'm looking at Eric right now, <laughs> I was a henchman to Eric, <laughs> my boss. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, yeah, I was I was a little bit bullied in that show uh, from Eric's character. Uh-oh, Eric. <laughs> he was a lot of bit bullied. A lot of bit bullied. <laughs> Which show was that? Yeah, that was Farley Barley and Farley the Barley. yeah. Yep. It, yeah. <laughs> our, our melodramas are starting yeah. to now have Fiona yeah. Apple album cover titles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They're getting longer and longer. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I remember it as Farley Barley, and basically uh-huh. I, I played uh, the supposedly supposed to be like the Slugworth to Farley Barley, which was a, a Willy Wonka kind of uh, parody, but it was based on beer, yes. based on the uh, Stoll's Brewery. And I played Bartles and James, which was <laughs> the right. evil... Which was the evil other brewer, right. and uh, Nate Nate played one of my subordinates, uh, henchman number three. Henchman number three. <laughs> yes, you did have a name yeah. though. I did. Uh, I, oh, I forgot what my name was. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was either like fall. It was Falstaff Schlitz. Oh, or yeah. Fall, I think I was Falstaff or something. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. again, uh, and uh, yeah, he he luckily did not have to get sat on by me. Uh, as some other subordinates had to, but uh, he, he did get in the behind. Yes, you did. Um, but yeah, so so it was, that was uh, that was your first show. I just realized yeah. that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And Eric, so did you get into theater first, or did you get into comedy first? Oh, I was I was very much a theater kid. Uh, oh. I don't think I made it to kindergarten, but I was definitely the first show that I was in was in second grade. Wow, uh, both of you very early. Wow, mm-hmm. great yeah, school, great I, school, I, both. I, yeah, it, I had a very, I had a very encouraging teacher. Uh, basically, the first show I remembered, I was a lazy squirrel, and the big deal was I was the only one that had lines outside of just like the whole class saying something at once. And then for the Christmas program, I played Santa. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, kind of ever since then, uh, I've always been that kid that when I got an English book in school, I would always look to see what the play was. Uh, Cause there was always a play in there yep. and oh, kind of okay. read that stuff and took a little bit of a break in high school. Uh, but was pretty always in, I was always interested in the theater, but I wasn't necessarily in it. And then kind of college kicked off and then got to do some professional theater out in Brownville, 
uh, was part of the Brownville Village Theater for a couple of years. Did you do one of their summer uh, deals? I was, I've done their summer deals, uh, three years, uh, 2003, 2005 and 2006, wow. uh, recently went back and did one of their Christmas shows, oh, uh, okay, a couple cool. years ago. Oh, neat. So, cool. cool. And then, uh, yeah. you know, uh, done stuff at the Playhouse, was an apprentice at the Playhouse, uh, kind of been all oh, around nice. Omaha, but nice. I, I have definitely kind of made Florence my home. Uh, it's, it's a place that has absolutely been able to kind of foster, uh, the creativity uh, mm-hmm. that I have, as well as doing you know improv anywhere I can uh, with with big canvas and yes uh, other things, and that's that's kind of been a fun thing because it's all the fun of theater without all the prep work. Um, <laughs> ah! <'cause it's, laughs> it really is because it's like hey, we're gonna fight a dragon. If you're doing that in theater, you know you're having to build a dragon costume, build a prop, <laughs> build a set, memorize lines, write down lines, lights, you know. Whereas in, in improv, it's just I'm going to fight that dragon, and I walk over yes. and start fighting the dragon. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so there's so there's something very freeing about that. Yes. Neat. How did, how did you get into improv? Did you did you start with one of the classes or? I did. Uh, basically, I had a friend from theater, uh, and I will I will give him his na- uh, his props. Dylan Rohde uh, was studying out at UCB in LA, uh, and he came back. Uh, and kind of said, hey, I want to go ahead and start a theater, uh, an improv theater in here, because I see that you know, at the time, Nebraska was pretty much like Weisenheimer's 88 Improv, drop your voice. So there really wasn't a, a big place to kind of start and learn. Yeah. Um, so he started the Backline Theater, uh, and that is a theater that's okay. still running today down in Harney. Yeah. Uh, and I was part of the first class he had. Uh, and then, you know, we just kind of, you know, so I was performing, uh, and then we decided, you know, why don't me and a couple of other friends, Doug Rothgeb, Tracy Mock, Lindsay Thies, Heather Jones, uh, we kind of decided to do our own, uh, improv theater where we'd focus more on the, the whose line is it anyway type stuff. Mm. Uh, and also, you know, try to make it more family friendly. And so we started a nonprofit, uh, which was big canvas. Okay. Uh, and uh, we have moved that out to our own uh, location. That's out on Thirty uh, Sixth and Farnham. Yeah. Uh, so we've been we've been doing shows there. That's a new building. So I remember going. It was been years. It's probably been close to twenty years. But I remember going to an improv show, and it was up off of Ninetieth and Blondo. Were you guys there before? Before then, or where were you 90th- before you? Well, we've we've had a couple of different locations. We were very nomadic uh, in the early stages of Big Canvas, yeah, where we didn't where we didn't have a place. Yeah. Uh, I know we were doing places at uh, we were performing a lot of like Sozo Coffee House, and uh, pretty much we we would be going to a lot of other places. So we, as bad as my memory is, we might have been performing that night. <laughs> and I honestly can't remember. Um, but yeah, it, it was very much a, a thing where that's also the fun thing about uh, improv is it can travel. Uh, a lot easier yeah, as well. Right, yeah, that's so you true. have all those props and stuff. Yeah, I just remember th- it was it was hilarious, and there was lots of Smurf jokes. Lots of Smurf jokes. Well, that there you go. About the time that it was. Hey, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's been a while. Very much. That's, that's yeah. Yeah. That's, well, and again, that's the ethereal nature of improv. It's, right. You do it, it's great, and then it's gone. And then it's gone. <laughs> and then it's gone. Right. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> 
Now, Nate, now, of course, you, you, you started early in grade school and, yeah. and uh, started being a little performer. D- did you kind of lay off in high school and, and, and you said kind of pursued more music stuff? Uh, when did you kind of circle back around? And Yeah, so it was actually in college and high school. I did all the one acts, did all the spring plays in high school that I could. Cool. And in college, I laid off and decided to focus more on music, on my okay. trumpet. Okay. Oh, yeah. Trumpet, huh? Yep, trumpet. That's cool. <laughs> nice. You still play? Uh, here and there, more likely in community bands. Uh, I kind of stopped in this last year or two ever since, you know, of course, the pandemic. Right. So, Fair enough. Mainly, i just been getting more into theater. I'm like, oh, man, I still love this. Right. So I've been just going hard about two plays a year. That's awesome. There you go. This is such a neat <laughs> idea. It's such a great idea. I'm so jealous that you get to be in this. This, I mean, I I realize it's it's a lot of work, but this is going to be unlike anything you've ever been in and ever got to do, and anything that really I I've ever seen. I mean, I've seen yes, it's some similar, but not to kind of this degree is what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. I mean, the audience is in charge. Yay! Very much so. For, yeah, for yeah. better, for better or worse, right. the audience is in charge. And and I will say, uh, I I showed this to Nate. We there's literally a flow chart, uh, and I haven't quite picked. I can't remember exactly how many endings there possibly are, but I want to say there's like thirteen total. Oh wow! Uh, uh, and there actually is a way to get through the night without dying. There is there is some prerequisite depths up top just to kind of show you what a death looks like. Uh, and then there's one final death that will always happen every night um, to kind of send you toward the ending. But there is a way to get through the night without uh, you dying. Wow. Uh, I'm not going to tease too much, but uh, if you want to try to figure it out, come see the show. This is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. This is brilliant. I love this so much. Awesome. Yeah, I do too. I, I'm so glad that um, we're getting a chance to talk about it so that people really understand. Yeah, they kind of understand what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's happening. Uh, part, yeah. yeah. Part of the allure is the fact that it's a little, a little vague and a little kind of, I don't want to give too much away because I want the surprise oh, to yeah, be there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, especially it's been interesting just coming and showing everybody props and they're like, what is that for? And I go, I'll never tell you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know. You, you have to figure this out and we might never use this, but yeah. I needed to acquire it. That's right. Who knows if we'll use it. Well, so, so do you guys have costumes or is this in a particular era? <laughs> yeah. Is it, uh, give me a, well. Do, where do you what era do you start off in maybe uh it, it is set in present day it is present day okay, uh, okay. We, we try to keep everything everything kind of in the same genre okay uh, as far as that goes okay. uh there is i guess nate nate's you and everything so nate looks very similar in a lot of stuff and <laughs> he's just basically wearing a shirt t-shirt and flip flops yep. all okay. stuff already in my closet so okay. <laughs> i didn't Pretty know if easy there, was, for me. If there was like medieval axes and you know you said torture so i more common more more common day torture <laughs> okay, uh, I I there's there's that kind of stuff but like 
Um, you know, uh, a lot of it is kind of a base and then stuff is thrown on top of it Okay. Uh, for the other actors who are, you know, like I said, cause all of these parts and there's only, uh, you know, basically two other actors, uh, performing as, uh, we have our narrator, uh, played brilliantly. I want to make sure I mention everybody just yeah, in case, yeah, absolutely. uh, played brilliantly by Ben Webb. Uh, who, uh-huh. like I said, is kind of, uh, Yay. he's outside of time and space reading to you. Okay. Uh, okay. And then we have our two uh, essentially villains who literally in the script, one is named Guy and one is named Man, uh, <laughs> who is played by uh, Guy is played by Jim Watson and Man is played by, I do this every time, John Carlson, okay. um, who play kind of the other ancillary characters uh, and each of them ha- are basically the main villain in two of the branches. Uh, as far as that goes, and then the other one will play other characters inside of that. Okay. Um, so, so, but yeah, so it's very much, uh, at the time, uh, when this was originally written, this show was written to try to travel to a festival. So literally with the exception of like major pieces of like a bed or a table or a chair, everything pretty much can fit into a suitcase. That's great. Uh, and, and so... It's very much amazing seeing how, you know, this show essentially just comes alive every night. So you're thinking about traveling with this show? Uh, hadn't thought about it, but just by design, um, just it, in the way it that can. it's written. Yeah, it can. It yeah. can. If it can, can, for yeah. sure. Yeah. That's great, though, because I've seen theaters that, um, you know, will do some type of murder mystery like this. And sure. they'll do it for a special, you know, club um, dinner or something oh, like that, yeah, and they want entertainment for, for to come in and, and stuff. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, and again, yeah, it's yeah. I, and I've done shows like that as well, where yeah. I've done murder mysteries that are yeah. somewhat improvised. To be fair, yeah, uh, yeah. on those where it's like, yeah, we're gonna pick someone and they're gonna be the murderer for some reason, and mm-hmm. and you just kind of come up with that on the spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Oh, neat. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I hope this is... Break legs on this, man. I hope this is super successful for you. This sounds This sounds neat Well, and, and the other thing yeah. is, uh, with with a show like this, you can... you now We now know the format can work. That's the so thing. So then it's then writing four other stories, and now we can fit them into... Yeah, because now you got kind of this stuff. format yeah. and just change the stories and it's a yep. whole new and it's a whole new show oh my god show. love it i love it <laughs> very inventive <laughs> we'll break all the legs break all the legs we wish you guys much success yes the florentine players the florence community theater the name of the show is now you are dead a pick your own play adventure it's february 17th 18th and 19th at 7 p.m and february 20th at 2 p.m. And there's booze and food. Yes. Yes. Woohoo! <laughs> and have some food. <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Thanks very much, guys, for talking with us today. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much, Thank you. Thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. Please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
Music for this podcast was used with permission by Screaming Skull Productions. See you next time on the Platte River Bard.